Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. day and I'm very excited for what the Lord is, is doing and is going to do today. As you know, our pastor this morning is not here. He's preaching in California and, uh, and we want to remember him in prayer and uh, Sister Bounds and, and Sister Jillian are at home not feeling well. I know Jillian's not feeling well, but we want to pray for them and uh, we want to pray that God would cover them, that God would protect them. I know Pastor is yet to speak this morning because of the time difference, but is going to be doing that. I just want us to lift our hands and pray for, for Pastor and Sister Bounds and the family. Lord Jesus, we pray right now. God, we understand that travel can be taxing, Lord, but there is peace in your will. There is fulfillment in your will. There is strength in your will. We believe this is your will, and God, we pray today. Lord, that you would strengthen him. God, that you would give him clear direction. God, that you'd put virtue into his body. We pray for the Bounds family, Sister Bounds and Jillian. Lord, we pray for strength into them. God, we pray for healing into their bodies. Oh, God, in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. This is such a wonderful month being Pastor Appreciation Month. And thank you for all of those that have given cards and extended um, thanks and all of that to our to our wonderful first family. Aren't we blessed with the best? Amen. We're so grateful for who they are. We have um, a lineup of, of preachers today, and uh, they're going to be coming here in, in just a moment. Um, Brother Noah Bowers, Brother Danny and Sister Krista Wells, and Brother Giovanni Myers is going to be preaching to us today. Aren't we thankful for all of them? And, and the theme that they are going to be preaching on is when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. I, um, I heard a story a couple years ago of a young lady who was diagnosed with a terminal illness and given three months to live. She was with her pastor and making plans for her funeral, who would sing, who would speak, making all of the arrangements and the details. And as the pastor was leaving, she said, oh, Pastor, there's, there's one more thing. When I am, when I am in that casket, I, I, want, I want there to be a fork in my hand fork in my hand and the pastor looked puzzled and he said a fork what do you mean and so she explained she said growing up my grandmother when I would sit beside her at a meal she would always tell me after we were done with the dinner or the meal she would always tell me to keep the fork and when she told me that she said it meant this that there was something good coming after this meal was over. Some red velvet cake, some German chocolate cake, some pumpkin pie, some pumpkin... Anybody hungry in the house right now? 
nasty. I feel it coming on me right now. She said, she said, my grandmother, she said, my grandmother always told me to keep the fork. And it always meant that there was something better coming after. And she said, I want to be buried with a fork in my hand for this reason. I may have a terminal illness in this world, but that fork is going to signify that long after this disease has taken its toll on my body, there's something greater on the way. There's something so much better after this. I've come to tell you, thinking on the goodness of God is not predicated on where you are right now. I'm telling you, there's something coming down the road. Come on, we're promised. When the roll is caught up yonder, when the roll is caught up yonder, he tells us, they command us, and Paul commands us in Philippians 4 and 7, and it says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts. Everybody say, it'll keep my heart. And minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, just, pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Scripture instructs us to think on the things that are lovely, that are pure, that are good, that are worthy of praise. We've got so many things to be grateful for and thankful for. Come on, this isn't just about a season during the year and the calendar, but God has blessed us greatly. I think we ought to receive these preachers today. I think, I think, I think other than, uh, let, let's, let, let's do this. Let's lift our hands and let's pray that God would speak to us through these, through these wonderful people. Lord Jesus, we believe there's power in your word, but we also believe that there's pre power in the preached word of God. We pray for your anointing to come on every, every preacher. We pray that you would knit their hearts together, God, with this body, God, and that you would speak to every saint, God, and every guest in this building today. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Would you clap your hands and welcome, amen, our preachers today. Amen, amen. Let's, let's get out to God right now. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you could raise your hands and you could pray with me, I believe the good shepherd is walking to the room, and I believe he's going to do something very, very good today. Amen. Raise your hands. Lord, I love you today. I thank you for your word. Thank you for the power that is in your word and in your name, Jesus. I thank you for what you're going to do today. Come on. John saw one on the throne, and that one walked in the room today. That one died for you today. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I give you all the praise today, all the honor, and all the glory is yours. Let your word have free course today, God. Do whatever you want to do today. Have liberty in your spirit, God. Let us flow in your spirit today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I am, I am honored to be here today. Uh, I give honor to my youth pastor, Pastor Cody Updegrave, and my pastor, Aaron Bounds. No one greater. No one greater in this, in this movement. I believe it. I love, I love you both. I love you both very much. Very much. All right. So I am pushed for time today. So we're going to get right into the word. If you could open with me to Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse... 
14. I'll give you a minute. Let me get there and say I got it. Okay, so one third of you got it. We'll get there. It's okay. Starting at verse 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. Amen. If I could title this anything, I would like to call it, this day is the scripture fulfilled. If you could raise your hands one more time, we're just going to pray. Feel to do that. We're just going to lift our hands and we're going to ask God to do what He wants to do. God, I love you today. I honor you today for who you are to me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that He's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Jesus. Do whatever you want to do today, Dad. I love you. I love you with all my heart. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everyone said, Amen. All right, so my story begins with the fall retreat that just happened, I think, was it last week or the week before? Two weeks? week before. It was a powerhouse weekend. You all got to experience just a little bit of Kendra Lux, but man, when I tell you she was preaching the word of God, she preached the word. It was, it was amazing. She is, she was just incredible. There's nothing much I can say besides that. She was just so good. And on Saturday, then the last time we would get to hear her speak until the following day, because Sunday morning, she talked about pride. And she talked about how that in this world, people can get so distracted on being super formal, super professional, and missing what, what it's really about. And they can get so caught up in hearing their own name and hearing it's all about me or, or I have to do this or I want to preach or I want to do this and that. They get so caught up into things that don't really matter. And there was that night, the Lord moved mightily. He used the young people to, in the gifts of the spirit. There was tongues of interpretation. It was really powerful. Uh, Brother Ben Nutter gave the tongues. It was, it was very powerful. I'm very proud of Ben. And the interpretation went something like this. He said, I love you more than you would ever know. And will you hide away with me? And this, the message was so strong because it, a, a conviction fell in the room because it made you realize, like, man, I've been doing this wrong. I've been, been caught up in all the wrong stuff. But then, you know, the part of lion and the lamb came in the lamb, the goodness of Jesus. And he said, I'm only saying this because I love you and I want to be with you. And the power of God fell in the room. We just fell on our faces, began to cry before God, and then continued to move. But I say that to lead into what the main message is about, is that uh, the theme is when, we think, when I think about the goodness of Jesus, well, I also ask the question, what do I do with the goodness of Jesus? What, what does it lead to? So um, bear with me. I'm going somewhere. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> um, so I have a friend of mine who is a very lovely young lady. She's very, very sweet, been a good friend of mine for years, and I had a Bible study with her. And before I say anything else about her, I want you to know something very important about my friend Anna. Anna was, is one of the star players on the volleyball team. She is, uh, some would say, a very, very popular girl in the school. She was on the homecoming court. 
she was just an, a sweet, kind girl. Everyone knows Anna. Everyone loves Anna because she's just so sweet. And when you hear Anna Sherman, you think, oh, Anna, I love Anna. And I had the opportunity to do a Bible study with her, praying for the Lord. And during it, I did, I did something that I wanted to, I wanted to practice. Instead of preaching uh, to a new convert, the books of Exodus, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, because we're all so excited in those passages I've preached. I, all I wanted to do was preach to a Jesus. Philip, in the book of Acts, Philip preached unto the uh, Ethiopian Jesus. It says he preached unto him Jesus. So that was my one goal. I went in there, we talked for a while, we just we talked about our lives, how we're doing, and then I just started opening up to about the scripture, and, I, and instead of just preaching sermon points or little sermonettes, I just said, yeah, Anna, um, for me, I was depressed, and I was broken, I was hurting, and then one night on a June 18th, on a Monday night, I was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the God that I serve, <laughs> um, and when that happened for me, I felt this joy unspeakable. How many know that happiness is an emotion, but joy is, is spiritual? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And when I began to open up to her about that, I said, Anna, I was broken. I was hurting. I didn't even know what to do. I was, I was lost. I was, having, I was so much shame. And I remember one night, Jesus found me. I preached to her at cro the cross. I showed her. I said, Anna, this, this God that I serve that, that loves me, loves you just as much. And he died for you on the cross. It's, I think it, the confirmation this morning for me was when Brother Edwards preached about love is the open door. And that really, really settled in my spirit. And I said, I said, Anna, it's no, it's no coincidence. The Bible says God is love. And he loves you just as much as he loves me. And all I said to her was, Anna, let's pray. And in the middle of Starbucks, mind you, middle of, everyone was around, baristas and people working on the stores. And I said, Anna, let's pray. I bowed with our heads. I said a very simple prayer. Just thanking God for his goodness to me. I looked up and Anna was in tears. Bawling. In the middle of a Starbucks. I said, oh my goodness. And she's wiping her eyes away. Because that one moment in her life, the one moment she felt something she's never felt before, the goodness of the Lord. I told you before about how she was popular to get to the point where I asked her that, Anna, how do you feel? And she said, well, I feel empty. I feel, I don't, I'm not really happy. I feel empty. Imagine being someone so popular, someone so involved in your school, homecoming court, volleyball team, and being so empty. And it moved me. And I, I thought, I told God later, I said, God, they're hungry. God, this isn't just for me. This is for everybody. So in that convicted me. And I looked, I looked up. She was in tears. And I said, thank you, Jesus. This is what I wanted. This is, all, this is what it's about. When, when he preached unto him Jesus, he just preached the goodness of Jesus. He showed him how the Lord came down in flesh and died on the cross for you and me. And, and, the, and the Ethiopian says, anything forbid that, we get that I get baptized. And he said, no. The point of that was to say that that man was hungry. And they're hungry today. So what I, the main point to sum it all up is that I don't know where you are today. I don't know if you're in an Anna situation or if you're alone or if you're just broken, if you're hurting. All I want to tell you is that the Bible says that I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. My God loves you today. I don't know if you're hurting. I don't know if you're broken. I don't know where you are, if you're depressed right now. But I can tell you right now, during praise and worship, I felt the love of Jesus walk in this room. I don't know where you are. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. It's not just for me. It's for everybody. It's not, for the sin, it's not just for the saints. for the sinner. I don't know where you are. If you're in sin right now, it's okay because God still loves you. You have a chance today to be right with God, and I believe it with all my heart. If we could all stand, we're going to enter a time of prayer where our next preachers come up.
Lord Jesus, I love you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power that is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, don't let us get so caught up in professionalism, Lord, or preaching ourselves. But, Lord, I want to preach Jesus. I want the love of God to be the fruit in my life. I want them to feel your love and your goodness around me. Thank you for your word, oh God. Thank you for what you're doing today. I love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Jesus, you are so good to us, God. I'm going to open today with the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 11 through 13. So thankful for the opportunity to be here today. I love my pastor and his family, and I love every one of you. You guys are my family. I love you dearly. The word says, for I know the thoughts that I have toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all of your heart. We can lift our hands and pray today. Jesus, we love you, God. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, God. You are such a good father to us, Lord. I love you, Jesus. God, open our hearts and our minds today. Thank you for what you've already done and what you've already spoken and for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. When I think of the goodness of God, I can't help but think of my past and of all of the things that I could have been compared to where I am today. So first, I'm going to share with you some statistics on where I could be today. Did you know that children who experience trauma in their childhood are more likely to experience learning problems, lower grades, and they're less likely to graduate school? Did you know that they're three times more likely to experience depression? Did you know that children who experience having parents that are drug users are eight times more likely to become a drug user themselves. And did you know that children who experience trauma are 15 times more likely to attempt suicide? That should have been me. But God had different plans. <laughs> you see, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see, growing up, I experienced almost every form of childhood trauma and neglect that there is. I don't mean any disrespect to my, my parents. I love them dearly, and I'm, I'm believing that God's going to do great things in their lives. But growing up, I dealt with fighting in the home, manipulation, fear, stealing, mental health problems, death of many family members who had overdosed, and people even coming to our home and threatening to kill us, and so much more. There's so much more that I could list. But growing up with all of that, it was all I knew. And I thought, well, this must be the only life for me. This is all I have to look forward to, so what's the point? And, and I had contemplated suicide, and I'd written many suicide letters, even at a young age, from like seven and eight years old. And I was going to do it, and I felt something speak to me, and I believe it was God, of what if, what if he is real? What if there is more to this life? So fast forward, I met a boy at school, and he invited me to the church, and I came here, and I felt love for the very first time, 
all of these people cared for me, even though they didn't know who I was or the things that I had done, even at 14 years old. This is where I truly felt the goodness of God for the first time. When I think of the goodness of God, I can't help but think of the, act, think of the acts of compassion that people had on me. This was a way that God was helping me to open up and to trust him and to trust people again is these acts of compassion, these acts of love that people would show me, such as people paying for me to get school clothes, the countless rides that people would give me to and from church and to events, the clothes and food that people gave to us, the times that people would do my hair for me, or the times that people just went completely out of their way, it was an inconvenience to them, but yet they reached out to me and they loved me. It was times like when Sister Megan gave me her dress, that I decided to wear that when I got baptized, because I thought, what if I could be like her? There was times like when Sister Bounds gave me a pair of high heels to wear, and I wore it to a rally, and I really wanted to dance before the Lord, but I was so scared, what if people think something about me? And I remembered, I've seen her dance in these same heels. Maybe I can be like her, and I danced for the first time before the Lord. There was people like Whitney Wallace, who taught me Bible studies, and I went to school with her, and I got to see her living a holy life and acting right in front of her friends, and I thought, well, if she can do it, then maybe I can too. It was, there was so much, so much more that I can mention, and so many people that reached out to me and showed me love. These were times that God placed compassionate people to change a broken teenage girl's life, and God has done so much more for me over the years to show me his goodness. He performed financial miracles in our lives as me and Danny got married and we were trying to make our way out of poverty. He, he did the impossible for us. We look back and we crunch the numbers and there's no way but God made a way. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There was times like when I was 20 years old and I was having horrible pain in my abdomen for over a year, many hospital trips, I went to a urologist and they told me I had painful bladder syndrome. They said there was no cure to this, only pain management. But one night I came to church and somebody prayed for me and I felt that warm sensation run down my body and he healed me. I've never had to go back to the urologist since. Thank you, Jesus. That's the goodness of God. It's when he sees us where we are he sees the things that matter to us, no matter how small our, our concerns are, no matter how small things may be to us, God sees that and he cares about it. And he's done so many more things for me. I, I don't have time to tell it all, but he's done financial miracles, spiritual and mental healing, physical healing, and just many words that God has spoken into my life. God has been so good to me and I know he's not done yet. He took a broken and hopeless 14-year-old girl and completely turned my life around. Of course, life has not been perfect. There's been ups and downs, but he's been good through every struggle, every period of growth in my life, and through every victory. I truly can't complain. Thank you, Jesus. If we can just lift our hands right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Lord. You are so good to us, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness and for your compassion, oh God. You are a faithful father in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He's so good to us. He is so good to us. 
Y'all told me he would be when I first showed up. <laughs> Brother Jeff showed me a picture today of when, <laughs> when I was first coming. It's, oh. <laughs> Y'all told me he would be good. And my, hasn't he proved it? Hasn't he proved it? We had trust issues. We needed proof. (laughs) And he has so thoroughly proved it. Although I'm only 29, my life has become a tapestry of stories and in moments where the Lord has proved his goodness, where he's proved his mercy, where he's proved his provision, where he's proved his power. Not just times where I needed him to be near, but times where I needed to come out, times where I needed to be brought out, times where I was weak, times where I struggled and I needed pulled out of the situation. And I know there's a whole plethora of stories in this building of people that have been pulled out of a situation that they had no no strength to be pulled out of, but the Lord brought you through. The Lord brought you through because he is that kind of God. I can say with full conviction that my God is powerful, with full conviction that my God is capable, and with full conviction that my God loves us. Amen. Because he has proven it many times over. But you see, we can't just leave it with where he, where he has brought us through. We can't just leave it with what he has done. But Psalms 29 says, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. And when I think of the goodness and all that he has done for me, I get excited because I know that there is more. I know that my life is not complete, and I know that his power is not finished, but there is more that he will do. There is more that he has planned. There is more that he is going to do for us because he is good, because he is faithful, because he has no end. He is the infinite one. He is the alpha. He was there at the beginning, and he is the omega. He'll be there in the end. But more than just that, he is there with you through every step, through everything that we go through. Because he's not just some big plan God, but he cares, he loves, and he is here. He is here today. So with that, I must rejoice. With that understanding, I must rejoice. Because he is there. He What I've seen is only the beginning. He is incredible. He is amazing. And there is only one thing for me to do when I think of what he will do. And that is rejoice, church. When you think of his goodness and all that he's done, rejoice because he never changes. He never changes. He's the the same as he was back then. He's the same as he was when he died on the cross. And he is the same now in your situation. Rejoice not against me, oh, mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Here's something very important. We can't just stop it there. When I sit in darkness... 
The Lord shall be a light unto me. When I am in my struggle, he is there with me. When I am going through it, he is there. He has the answer. He has the provision. He has the way out. He is there. I can say with confidence, he will not fail me because he never has. I can say with confidence that he will not leave me because he never has. And I can say with confidence that I will not be overtaken by any struggle, any storm, any sickness because he has never allowed it to be. So I rejoice and I know that you have stories. So you'll rejoice because he is with us, not only for what he has done, but what he will do in this same place. Some of you have struggled through some of you have struggled and came through it. And to you I say rejoice because he has brought you through the fire. And in this same place, some of you are currently struggling. To you I say rejoice because there's a whole room of people in this place that can encourage you, that can uplift you and say, it may be rough now, it may seem tough now, but if you just hold on, if you just hold on to it and rejoice, the Lord will come through. Amen. Let's rejoice today. Amen. 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 Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, would you rejoice with those testimonies this morning? In the name of Jesus, we pray right now, God, that you would touch every broken heart in this place. God, we thank you, Lord, for every powerful testimony, how you brought us out of the Mari muck. God, you brought us out of that clay. You brought us out of that destruction and that desolation, oh God. And I will show forth my praises unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace. He was my peace when I was troubled. In the name of Jesus. Come on, would you clap your hands for those powerful testimonies and those words we were given here today. Man, I, I believe that there is, a, there is a vein that we've tapped in today. And um, I will not be long, but if you would just rejoice and, and preach with me here today, we're going to have a powerful altar call, and God's going to move in a mighty way. If music could come um, now, please. If you could turn with me to Isaiah chapter um, 61 in verse 1. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prisons to them that are bound. If we can fast forward to verse 3, it says, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. And the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise. Everybody say the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. And the planning of the Lord. That he might be glorified. That he might be glorified in my testimony here this morning. Can I get a witness here today? I believe before the service is over that there's going to be a transferring of garments here this morning. 
that you walked in here barren and confused and in doubt and grief, but God did not call you to stay in that dry season of your life, but he wants you to walk into a dressing room here today. He wants you to take off the coat of mourning that you've had on. He wants you to take off the bondage that you've been dealing with, and he wants to put a new garment of victory on your life here today. God did not call us to be the low all the time, but he called us to be the tribe of Judah here today because our victory is not from what we do, but it's what God gives us. And I believe before this service is over that God is going to give you a new garment here today and you're going to walk out new. You're going to walk out free because if he did it for me, my God, the word says he changes not. He looked to his left. He looked to his right. He said, I see no God. I see no glory. Therefore, I change not. Come on, somebody. We overcome by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb. You can't forget where God brought you from yesterday and, and forget today. But we must know that he's a steadfast God. He is a God that never changes. He is a God that set me free from my bondage, from my addiction. I wish I had a witness here today. If you would rejoice with the testimonies that have been brought forth here today. Because I know if he did it for Krista, he could do it for you. I know if he could did it for Danny. He can do it for you today. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord right now. There's a portion of scripture in First Sam in Second Samuel chapter six, where we see David. You can remain standing with me here today. We see David that was dancing before the Lord. The presence of God was taken from God's people. It, they, they were hopeless and lost. They could not win a battle. They could not win a war without the Ark of the Covenant. And can I pause here and tell you that you cannot do anything here today. Uh, like the minister this morning, Brother Eric said, you cannot do anything but by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost here today. We cannot conquer or overcome things without the power of the Holy Ghost here today. We cannot be victorious without God's help here today. And they felt like they were they were they had not seen victory in a long time because the presence the glory of God was stolen by the enemy but there was a point in time where David and his men had recovered the glory of God there was a time where they were barren they were in dry land they they were in desolation they 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 had not seen a, a positive report in weeks months matter of fact maybe years but there was a point in time where the presence of God came back into their lives. It was a point in time uh, where it was Naomi that was barren and, and she was with Ruth and, and all she needed was another friend to mourn with her and, and to die with her. Can I tell you here today, if you have victory in your life, if you have a, a spirit of rejoicing in your life, you need to show forth here today and not be shy. Because can I tell you, in your worship, it's evangelism. Because when you lift your hands, when some 
someone else is bearing across the, the road from you, they will begin to lift their hands. When you begin to shout, somebody else will shout. When you begin to rejoice, somebody else will rejoice. Because God never called us to be a lone wolf in the kingdom. He called us to be a united body of Christ. So I wish if somebody would grab somebody's hand and take him to this altar. Come on, grab somebody's hand and take him to this altar. Come on, I want you to grab somebody's hand because in your rejoicing, somebody is going to get a new garment here today. In your, in your praise and worship, somebody's going to feel liberated in their praise and their worship. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girding with a linen ephod. And when he began to dance, when he began to shout with the glory of God, it was Michal, his uh, Saul's daughter. It was his own companion that looked in the window, wondering why the king, the king of God's people, would shamelessly, in a shameful way, dance and play before God. And when she opened her mouth against the man of God, he said this to Michal, it was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord and over Israel. And he made this emphatic statement. He said, therefore will I play before the Lord. You need to recognize what God has done for you and not care what the world thinks about some apostolics. They're holy in their garments. They're righteous in their character and begin to show forth praises unto God. I believe when David took off his kingly robe, God put another garment on him. I believe uh, when, when he said, you know what, it's not all about position. It's not all about my status quo. It's not all about what people think about me. I now have the presence of God in my life, and that's all that matters. Uh, I now have joy in my life, uh, and that's all that matters. We need to stop thinking and caring about what people think about us when we take a lap around the church or, or when we begin to praise him or when we begin to shout because God is looking for those that take off the the garment of mourning, to take off the garment of defeat and barrenness and put on a new garment that he has ready for you. Too many times we come to church and we spectate. Too many times we come to church and go through the motions. And, we, and God is simply waiting for us to praise him according to our testimony. God is simply waiting for us to begin to worship him when everyone's watching. And we simply don't care. We simply don't care if I cry in front of my brother and sister. I don't care if I dance in front of my brother and sister. I must understand when I was lost and undone, there was a Jesus by my side. When I was in dark pit, there was a Jesus that came and found me. I wish I had some apostolics here today where I would begin to praise him right now. Begin to dance and shout and begin to lift your voice unto the king that saved you, the king of glory that is strong and mighty battle. There's a 
man in a church I was at. And I preached from the text with the woman without a pastor box. She was so desperate, elder. She was so desperate that she, um, that, that she took the most precious perfume and ointment she had. And she went to the house of the religious. She went to the house. Those like my cow looking through the window. Saint of God, who do you think you are? You remember 10 years ago what you were doing and now you think you're redeemed? Going in the house and watching all the religious, their beady eyes and questioning within themselves, this woman, if Jesus only knew who she was, if he was a man of God, she would, he would know she had many sins. But there was something on the inside of her, like David, that says, I don't care what my past is. I see someone that holds my future. She went, Brother Zion, and she went and took that box and anointed the man of God, the Messiah. God manifested flesh. She began to welcome him and worship him. And I believe uh, when you worship and when you praise God, even in the midst of adversity, even in the midst of the fire and the defeat and the barren land that you may be in, there begins to permeate an ointment in the air. And it's a sweet-smelling Savior unto the Lord. And when you begin to lift your hands, knowing that you have pain in your body, that you have bondage in your life, uh, it shows as a testimony to your neighbor if God can give them strength to lift their hands this morning he can give me strength to lift my hands this morning if God did it for them I know God can do it now she goes in there she goes in there and she does that he gives a parable but he makes a statement that has convicted me in the last several months. He looks at the religious. He looks at the spectators. He looks at the ones that forgot what God has done for them and their forefathers. And he says, wherefore I say unto you, her sins are many. They've been forgiven. For she loved much because she loved much because she was forgiven therefore I say unto you her sins which are many are forgiven for she loved much but to whom little is forgiven the same loveth little. You see, your testimony should mirror your worship here today. Where God has brought me from and how much he has forgiven my debts and my sorrows and healed, and healed my wounds. I should 
relate that to him in my praise and worship. You see, those religious, the people like Michael, they forgot what God has done in their lives. They, they had simply just forgotten where God has brought them from. But can I tell you that the difference, the, one of the big difference between Moses and Joshua is Joshua reminded the people what God has done for them. And I, if I can simply do one thing here today, Anchor Church, is remind us what God has done for us. Because if we can just remember what God has done for us, uh, we have a future in front of us. But the moment we forget our testimony and we forget of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for us, uh, we have no future. We have no fruit. We have no harvest. Because can I tell you, there's a world out there that is worth saving. There's there's broken people that need broken people to reach out to them. There's there's addiction out there, and we have redeemed a people that have been delivered from addiction. We cannot forget the testimony of God. But if there's a people this morning that can remember what God had brought you from, I wish you begin to worship right now and let your worship permeate in the service tonight. I wish you begin to dance right now and let your worship permeate in this house. Come on, come on. Come on, this is a sacrifice. Come on, show for a sacrifice of praise here today. Come on, I know you may be burdened. I know you may feel broken. But can I tell you, Naomi, if you would just rejoice in your barren season, God is going to give you a fruitful harvest. Come on, somebody. I wonder if you could grab somebody's hand and begin to rejoice with them. Brother, sister, only if you knew where God had brought me from. Only if you knew what God had done for me. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.